0: You're going to love this word today and i pray that it's going to encourage you if you got a bible let's go to luke chapter one luke chapter one expectation we all have expectations and today uh i want to talk to you about praying with expectation praying with expectation uh if you would remain standing as we read the scriptures if you don't have a bible if you're new to the scriptures uh you version is a great Uh, app for you to use i read out of the new living translation and the book of luke is uh, not written by one of the disciples it's actually written by a guy who kind of knew the disciples knew he was one of the early followers of jesus and so he had all the eyewitness accounts and so you know that he talked to people that knew this couple that we're going to talk about and you knew the story had gotten around and you and you got to imagine that he also went and spoke to them as well verse 5 of luke chapter 1 says when herod was king of judea there was a jewish priest named zachariah he was a member of the priestly order of abijah and his wife elizabeth was also from the priestly line of aaron zachariah and elizabeth were righteous in god's eyes careful to obey all the lord's commandments and regulations so these these were really good church-going folk you know what i'm saying a good church-going people reading the word I mean, just doing all the right thing, checking the boxes, God smiling at them, and says this. They had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very, very old. So one day, Zechariah was serving God in the temple for his order was on duty that week, and as was the custom of the priests, he was chosen by Lot enter the sanctuary of the Lord. So he's going into the Holy of Holies to offer the prayers for Israel. While the incense was being burned, a great crowd stood outside praying. That was the custom as well. The leaders and the other priests and prophets would gather outside and and they would also pray and they would intercede. And while Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the incense altar. Now all of us think, man, that'd be cool. That'd be cool, man, an angel of the Lord Bring it! No. No, you don't want that. Uh, They were not cute. They were not the angel topper on your tree. Anybody got angels in your house? Not your kids. I don't talk about your kids. My little angel. My little angel. Uh, But, you know, we always put them with the dresses on and the the big wings and the one on ours has gold wings and is holding candles. (laughs) I laugh at it because I'm like, "I I don't think that's what they look like. But we like them looking like precious moments things. So, I guess that's our thing. So, But it says that Zechariah, he was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him because with an angel an angel looks more like the Terminator. Okay, that's really, that's what should be on the top of your tree at Christmas. <laughs> Every guy said, amen. Not going to happen, man. Not going to happen. Your wife, Elizabeth, is going to have a son. You're going to name him John. Hang on. Your wife, Elizabeth, is going to have a son, and you're to name him John. Let's back up. Verse 7, they had no children because Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both very, anybody, old. I want to talk to you about praying with expectation, and let's begin with prayer. Father, thank you for the gift of your word, and in this moment, speak to all of us. Let's just pray right now for our, pray for your soul, your own heart, your own mind, Pray, pray for those around you. Pray for me. Let's just collectively, let's just pray together right now. God wants to speak in this place, he wants the place and he wants to do some great things in this place today. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. All right, you may be seated. So Luke 1-7 tells us that Zachariah and Elizabeth, they had no children because uh, Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were both, again, they were very... They were very, very old. How many of you are going through, show of hands, going through something difficult and you are praying and still waiting on an answer? Raise your hand. I need a good show of hands. I need you to keep your hands up. I don't know what's wrong with the rest of y'all. I guess you ain't even praying. No, I mean, look around you. Look around you at all the hands that are up. High five somebody around you and say, I'm with you, my friend. I'm I'm with you, my, my friend. We all have things that we are praying for with expectation, and many of us, I think, can relate to the struggle of Zachariah and Elizabeth here. I, I, I have no fill in the blank. I, I, I'm unable to fill in the blank, and it's getting old. I, I, I'm praying for an answer to, to, to prayer in a relationship. I'm upside down with my spouse or my kids or my parents or my siblings or, or just some friends in a broken relationship, and, and, and it's, it's getting old. I've been praying for a financial breakthrough, and, and now here we are at the end of 2019, and, and the check's still not in the mail, and, and, and the due notices are still coming, and it's getting, it's getting old. Man, I, I I I thought I could get through this class, and I was gonna get through finals, and everything was gonna be okay. But it's not. It's it's getting. It's getting old. I've I've got this thing going on in my body, health wise, and I thought it's getting old. I I've been I've been praying about this depression that that it would just lift, finally lift off of me, and it's it's getting old. I. I've got this addiction. Nobody knows about it, not even my spouse or my kids or my friends. And I prayed, and, and it's, it's getting old. I, I'm not a fan of, of the fall. Uh, anybody like fall weather? OK, you, you're dismissed. You can go. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, I, Laura loves the fall. I don't like fall because all it says to me is it's getting ready to get cold. And I don't like being cold. I hate anybody not like being cold. You're my people. You can stay. You all can stay. I love you. All right. Uh, but what I also don't like is that in the fall is when all of the leaves fall. Hence the name Fall. And it was great for about 20 years because we had three boys, and we had spaced them out far enough that I never had to rake leaves. I kid you not, not making this up for 22 years, I did not rake leaves. Come on, somebody. That's how you space out your children right there. They're gone. They're gone. And uh, we have only one tree in our front yard, and it's not even doesn't even qualify for a tree. It's this tall. It has little sprickets of limbs because it's only about two years old it has at most at most a dozen leaves on it yet every leaf in the neighborhood finds its way into my yard anybody with me on this one I'm they're not mine come get your leaves now Laura's like get back in here do not talk to our neighbors these aren't my leaves hey Patty where are you going Patty no, I don't do that. I'm kidding. I don't do that. I, do I want to do that. But I don't do that. And I, we had a massive um, windstorm around Thanksgiving. I don't know if you guys remember that. It blew every leaf off of my neighbor's, like, it's an oak, sycamore, sequoia hybrid. It's like massive. I walk outside, the leaves on my front porch, I can't even get out my front door, are up to here. I'm not exaggerating, You they're up to here. I'm kicking them out of the way, they're everywhere, and my entire yard is covered in leaves. I look over at my neighbor's yard, not a leaf on it! I, I think of leaves like prayers when you have something that you're praying for and you're believing for you will you will cover it with prayer and, and and in the beginning of praying you're full of hope and you're you're full of faith and you're you're full of life and you're believing for something really good to happen and then then things begin to change and 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 they change a little bit on you and 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 honestly it begins to look beautiful and promising and you're like oh, this is, this is going to be good, only, only to watch it slowly die and fall away. And you look up, and that's what you're left with. And you look down and scattered all around you. are all the prayers that you prayed. You look up at your situation and you look down and they're scattered everywhere. Hundreds and hundreds of prayers. And why has God not answered my prayer? How many times have I had to pray? And you get to the point where you look and it just appears that even your prayers are dead and there's no hope Th- this is where Zechariah and Elizabeth are and where we find them years years have passed and at this point they're like well I guess I, I guess the, I guess the answer is obviously no in verse eight we read this one day Zechariah was serving God in the temple <laughs> hang hang on This guy has every reason to curse God. He has every reason to walk away from God. We're talking about decades of unanswered prayers. We're talking about endless nights. Just think for a moment, Zachariah and Elizabeth, they're laying there in bed, and he hears his wife weeping and crying herself to sleep because she has no child. Night after night, year after year, decade after decade, and Zachariah's like, right, when? And then they're watching their friends get pregnant, having babies, oh, going to baby showers, woo, Zachariah, Zachariah didn't have to go, no, he was, he was not a 2019 guy, I don't know why guys are going to baby showers now, I never had to go, but guys are all going to them now, what has happened to our world? I, I went to my first one last year and I went, that was my first, that was my last. And so she's going to baby shower, she's going to gender reveal parties. Good for you. Happy for you. And nothing is happening. Nothing is taking place. Her prayer is going unanswered. It's like you're you're looking at your friends, and you ever had that? Your friends, and you're praying for the job, and they come along and go, God answered my prayer, got a promotion. Whoop, whoop. you you're you're praying. For a baby and, and a child and everybody else around you, they're they're getting pregnant. You're praying for your marriage to, to get righted and it's not. But people around you are like, oh my goodness, what we went through and how the Lord has healed us. And you're just like, what? And you hear of others that, like you're trying to pass some classes, pass the finals. And people are like, oh, I've just prayed through my finals and I don't know how God did it. I didn't study. And the Lord came through. Woo! Everybody around you, people are conquering their addictions. Meanwhile, you are caught up in your secret addiction that nobody knows about. Somebody around you, you watch, you're watch. you on social media, minding your own business. And there it is, somebody with their little heart hand showing off their little ring. Ah, forever his, hashtag. You know, and the little sun glistening off their ring. You're like, woo. where is the dislike button on that one? Faith is so tested in moments like this. Faith, faith is just rocked to its essence when, when others around you are getting their, their prayers answered. You, you've got to imagine, as this is happening, Zachariah and, and Elizabeth in this moment, they like, is, did we do something wrong? Okay, maybe, maybe is God mad at you? <laughs> is he mad at me? Or do you have some kind of secret sin that you're holding? Is there something in me that, what, am, am, am I, maybe I'm not praying right. Maybe I'm not praying long enough. Maybe I've not prayed enough prayers. And at this point, or there came a point where they were just completely wore down. They're just exhausted. Discouraged. Yet, it tells us that Zechariah was serving God in the temple. Wow. He never gave up. On God, I think this is one of the greatest testimonies of faith is remaining faithful when your prayers don't go as you expect them to go. Remaining faithful when your prayers go unanswered. I, I have witnessed this over the years in, in our people. Many of you, I've, I've watched you as you've prayed that God would give you a baby and you had a miscarriage. Not one, but two or more, and I've watched some of you pray for you. you your job is unsteady. You're doing everything you can to get a job, and and and, and you can't find the steady career that, field that, that you know you're destined for. But yet, but yet, you remain faithful. This is what I love about so many people here at Core Church no matter what you've gone through, no matter what's happening in your life, no matter what the prayer is that that is lying dormant. You have remained faithful to God. You, you've seen that, man, my, my marriage is not turning around. It's not getting better, but yet you have remained faithful. I've seen people come in here and their bodies are physically broken, barely able to walk they probably shouldn't have been in church that day. And there is no answer seemingly in sight, yet they are in the house of God, in the word of God, on their face before God, remaining faithful. I've seen people who've gone through addiction and conquered it, only to have it come back on them, conquer them again. But they don't walk away. They press in and they remain faithful. This is what Zachariah and Elizabeth are doing. They, they could have been crushed under the weight of waiting i don't think it's the unanswered prayers that crush our faith i think it's the waiting that crushes our faith and Zechariah and elizabeth they're persevering and they're they're persevering and i think in moments like this we they i think Zechariah and elizabeth and so many of you what you have learned is how in the ways in which god truly answers your prayers that he may not answer what you think he needs to answer but he gives you an answer of saying my grace is sufficient for you I know what you're going through I know the struggle I know the brokenness I know the prayers I know what's not happening but my grace is going to be poured out on you and I've watched so many of you in moments like that to go oh no God's answering my prayer his grace is being poured out me right now his mercy is upon me right now I've seen people who've gone through tremendous loss and brokenness in relationships and other things in their life and they say no 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 God is closer than a friend I'm praying but I know that God is also answering my prayer because he is abiding in me he is with me I think one of the greatest promises in all of scripture, if you wanted to grab onto something you wanted to write something down today, here's the one you should write down. Jesus tells us this in John 15, 4. This is a good one. You should paste this up. Maybe this is your scripture for 2020. Remain in me and what? I will remain in you. Turn to somebody and tell them, remain, remain. Our culture just... Our culture struggles remaining, doesn't it? And we just, we just, man, if this relationship isn't working out, boom, I'm on to, to the next one. Oh, I've got an iPhone 10, that's, old. iPhone 11, that's out. I've already got the iPhone 12. Did Anybody get the iPhone 12 yet? It's not out yet. Relax. Look at some of y'all are like, what is that? I've got to Google that right now. Is it out for Christmas? I didn't know. We, we, we struggle remaining. We got, I got the next thing, like, oh, you know what? This streaming service isn't enough. Now you got to have Disney plus because we can't just remain with the nine others that we already have it's just it's crazy social media i've given up on social media i just i've I've tried i had three social media uh platforms i was on couldn't even hardly keep up with those and i remember when snapchat came out and i went i can't i can't keep up And now I'm already behind that because now it's TikTok, and I'm like, oh, good grief. Now I'm two apps behind because we're just continuing. You know what? I'm stripping it all back. In 2020, I'm going back to MySpace. That's where (laughs) where I'm going, people. You can find me at MySpace, backslash Brad Farnsworth, 907JKL1. Did you write that down? (laughs) We struggle remaining, but not Zachariah. Zachariah, he... He remained faithful. He he was steadfast. He he continued to trust. He continued to to hope in the Lord. And I just want to say, man, when 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 you are standing in the middle of your prayers and you're looking down and everything around you, it just, has he heard any of them? Come on, God. Remain. Remain steadfast trust don't walk away I will put my hope and my faith in the Lord yeah but Brad do you not see all that y'all you're unanswered all a lot of good your God's doing for you I will remain come on turn to three people and tell them I will remain I will remain I will remain the Apostle Paul says it this way, if anybody went through some hard times, and we're going to talk about the Apostle Paul in, in our next series, we're just amping up for the new year, we've got this great series, and we're going to talk about his life, and he said this in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, be strong and immovable. Come on, say that with me, be strong and immovable. Some of you, that needs to be your second, like that's my second scripture for 2020. Remain in me, and I will remain in you, that's number one, and number two is this, I'm going to be strong, and I'm going to be immovable. So, Zechariah is chosen by the Holy Spirit to go, or chosen, I'm sorry, by Lot to go into the Holy of Holies to present the, the prayers for the people of Israel. And what's interesting here, as we read earlier, is he's not praying alone. There are people who are praying with him, and they're praying outside. It says this in verse 10 a great crowd stood outside, and they were what? Praying. They were praying. Zechariah was not praying alone. He had a group of people that were also praying. Listen, something powerful happens when the people of God come together and pray together. Turn to somebody and tell them, do not pray alone. Do not pray alone. If you've been a part of our congregation for any amount of time, you know here at Core Church we believe in prayer. Prayer is foundational to all that we do. Since our inception, since our beginning, we have been founded on prayer prayer. And I remember very vividly in 2011, a group of us, we were we had, we were doing church over in East Tulsa at the Green Country Event Center. Some of you were a part of that. Okay, there's one of them right there. All right. So we were doing church there, and, 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 and we had, I don't have time to go into it, but we had an event happen, something took place, and, and I felt very strongly that God was calling us to really sink our teeth in to prayer, to becoming, prayer being foundational and, and the, the lifeblood of our church, but I didn't know how to do that. And so I, I knew one guy who did, I know one church that does, and that's the Brooklyn Tabernacle and Jim Cimbala, and he's become a hero of mine, and I've read all of his books and listened to his sermons all the time, because his church is just the the, the flagship when it comes to praying churches. Laura and I got on a plane, and we went to Brooklyn to their prayer conference, and it was at that prayer conference that God began to birth in us to have, have a Wednesday night weekly gathering. And so we came back, and we were at the Green Country Event Center, and there's only about eight or ten of us that gathered in, this, in the lobby there, and we just began to pray. Teresa, you were, you were a part of that, and a few of you others were there, and we didn't really know how to pray, and we didn't know really what we were praying for. What we didn't realize, though, was as we began to pray and began meeting weekly is that there was going to be a group of people here in Broken Arrow that was part of our sister church that were also praying, and and we didn't know how God was going to collectively bring our prayers together, and that in just less than a year we would all come together into what we now now know as Core Church. Why? Because the people of God came together and began to pray, and we kept praying, and we kept praying, and we kept praying and I, and I remember that we were praying and God released, I've said this many times but I'm going to say it again because we need to know and hear the miracles of God. We began to come together and we prayed that God would do financial miracles and he helped us to sell land and 1.2 million dollars fell off of our debt. We prayed and asked that he would help us with more and he gave us a self Tower lease and $400,000 came in. Let's give him some praise for what he does as we come together as the people of God. But that's not, that's not all. We have continued to pray, and I remember in 2014, I was in that front room, and it was the middle of the day, and I was talking on the phone with Jim Cimbala's son-in-law, who has a prayer gathering in Chicago, and he said these words to me when I was asking him about how to do a prayer gathering and just try to learn and grow. He said, Brad, you got to keep your head down and not look up until you've done 300 prayer meetings. So I started doing the math from 2011 all the way through, and I realized it was going to be 2020, six more years of praying. But in just two weeks, in about two weeks, we will hold our 300th prayer gathering. And we gather for Corbyn's <laughs> week, 300 prayer gatherings. Now, listen, listen. And it's no coincidence at all what is also getting ready to happen. In January, at the same time we're having our 300th prayer meeting, is the same time God is going to be doing something that we never saw coming. See, because we were also, we've been praying about Ethiopia. We began praying in 2018 collectively as a body. God, what do you want us to do in Ethiopia? And so we began to pray about that, and then God opened the doors for us to go. And earlier this year, we went and trained 175 pastors and leaders. And then we, we came back, and, and, and then we're going again in February, and we're praying. God, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? Now, here's the craziest thing. We are going to Ethiopia, but in January, Ethiopia is coming to us. See, two weeks ago, I was approached by a man speaking in broken English. I could barely understand him, and come to find out, he told me, they are an Ethiopian church, and they're looking for a place that they can worship. And I met with them a week and a half ago, and talked with them and prayed with them and stood in the back of the auditorium right here. And we walked over here to where our youth room is. that is not used on Sunday mornings. And they said, could we use this? And I said, could you use this? Yes, you can use this. This is what God does. In January, an Ethiopian church, a group of about 50 people, are going to start worshiping, same time we do, over there, their children in our kids' ministry. Come on, let's give God some praise. That's what happens when the people of God pray together. So this angel appears to Zechariah and it says in verse 13, say this with me, come on somebody, God has heard your prayer. Your wife Elizabeth is going to give you a son and you are to name him John. Zechariah, he's, he's, by the way, he's just confused here. He's got a lot of questions and very understandable. It's been a long time, probably decades, and he and Elizabeth have just I'm sure they've just even forgotten. What I want you to know today is that you you may have forgotten, but God has not forgotten you. You may have forgotten, but God has not forgotten you. God has heard your prayer. I want to invite the worship team to come. When I think about remaining in faith, um, I just think of one person. Probably the most faithful person I know, one of the most godly people I know, and that's Laura's mom. A lot of you know Evelyn, and uh, I get the privilege of she's in our house every day. And so when I was 17 years old is when I first met her, and Laura and I began dating, and, and uh, what I didn't know was how much she had suffered in her life. See, her marriage had fallen apart. She was a godly, godly woman, like Elizabeth, just a godly woman. But Laura's dad suffered from severe mental illness. He was a good man, a good man, but he really, really struggled. And so she had to leave, and she moved to a small town where I met her, and she was trying to raise her daughter by herself, barely able to make ends meet just wondering about her prayers, (laughs) and she went to a church, and she had a friend, and in that church, they taught her that she could pray about her future, that God cared about her, God cared about her personally, intimately, and she had a friend who prayed with her and Cared about her. All the prayers that she had prayed, and wondering, has God heard anything? So she's divorced, trying to raise a daughter, wondering what her future is gonna look like, and Laura and I get married, several years pass, she's in her 40s. She's just working at a university and of in a secretarial type position, and, but her friend's inspiring her and saying, you know, you should, you should get that teaching degree, I said, no, not me, no, but her friend encourages her and prays with her and says, come on, Evelyn, let's, let's go up to the University of Missouri and let's, let's get you enrolled, and so they drive up to the University of Missouri and it's, it's July. July at a university, you want to talk about barren, you want to talk about dead, <laughs> there's nobody on the campus. And she, she told me as she was walking around that campus, she was thinking, what am I doing here? Like, why am I here? This is stupid. This is dumb. Her friend said, come on, let's go over to the education department. All right. She walks into the education department, not a light on. There's no one anywhere. And they're walking down the hall. She said, "You could hear the sound of our heels walking on the tile." And she said, "She just—they looked off and they saw light coming from underneath one door." And she just kind of laughed to herself and said, "Yeah, probably the janitor." Friends like, "Let's go check it out." They open up the door, and sitting there in this room is the head of the education department who just happens to be there at that moment. See God heard every prayer. God cares about every prayer. No prayer is wasted. So that's not the end of the story because that would make a great story in and itself. She enrolls in school and she's struggling in math and geometry. And and she's like, why am I even doing this? This is dumb. What have I got myself into? And her friend says, maybe you get a tutor. And she's like, oh, this is humiliating. And her friend says this, I I know somebody that I think could help you. And she's like, all right. She goes, listen, go see... Dr. Larson. So she goes to his office and meets with him, and he just works all the problems, and she's like, wow, this is, and he's like, I can, I can help you, and he says, "Uh, why don't you come over to my house tonight, and uh, I'll help you, and she's like, come over to your house? What do you mean come over to your house? like come over to my house she's not thinking about any of these prayers anymore they've been forgotten marriage happy companionship those prayers are long gone so she goes over to his house for tutoring he's made homemade chocolate chip cookies and homemade ice cream for the tutoring. This last week, uh, Russell and Evelyn Larson celebrated 30 years of marriage. 30 years of God's faithfulness. That, that's what happens. That's what happens when you remain. You may have forgotten, but God has not forgotten you. You may have no strength. You may be in the middle of a fall or winter season, but let me tell you that spring will come. What prayers have you stopped praying? What have you given up on? It it might be decades. I can't tell you how long your winter's going to be, but I can tell you that spring is coming. If you will remain in him, he will remain in you.